Hi, and welcome to After the Cast, our follow-up conversations with myself, Michael W. Kithcart, and my good friend, Stephanie Hansen, where we take a look at our latest guest conversation that we had on the Champions of Risk podcast. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. I was really excited to hear Giselle Ugarte. Is that how you say her last name? Giselle Ugarte, like party. Okay. That's how she says it. And who knew that we had a proactive model in our midst in the Minneapolis area? I had no idea. Yes. Giselle's story was really compelling to me because she has that youthful dream, you know, of, of, and I had that too. It was like, I couldn't wait to get out of my small town in, in Fargo, North Dakota. She grew up in Minneapolis, goes and moves to LA, has a heck of a time, but that perseverance was really striking to me. I think too, a lot of times when we have big dreams, like whether it's moving to LA or being a movie star or all those things you think about when you're little, you get there in different ways or the dream evolves as you're pursuing it. Mm -hmm. And what you start with maybe isn't what you end with. So I've always thought like, for me personally, I always wanted to be a radio broadcaster. And I'm in the perfect spot now because I have a radio show on the weekends. But I always thought like, do I want to be in morning drive? Do I want to be in afternoon drive? And when those opportunities would present themselves, I had to really like gut check. Is that really what I want? Does that really work for my lifestyle to get up at 430 in the morning every day or to be so out there and put myself out there when I had so many other things I was always working on? Yeah, now I remember specifically remember having that conversation with you. We met at a bar and you were proclaiming claiming I am going to become an on-air personality on radio. And it was like, yes, you are. And Giselle had that same type of proclamation, right? And to your point, um, you both achieved your goals. Uh, She wanted to be on TV and you wanted to be on radio. And you both achieved it, but it looks different than what you envisioned it. The key being that you just both took action on it. Yeah, she talked about intention. Yeah. You know, there was a book that came out a while ago called The Secret that was like the power of intention. And you and I have talked about that book before. What is intention as you practice it in a coaching realm? uh, Visualization is a big piece for that. Um, Getting really clear on what it is that you want to make happen, even saying it out loud, writing it down, but taking a few minutes to visualize, that is one of the most underutilized tools, I would say that that people can tap into doesn't cost anything doesn't have to take a lot of time. But actually being able to start seeing yourself doing the thing that you want to make happen can really start to make it happen. I remember telling my husband I wanted to be famous. And he was like, well, what do you mean famous? Like, do you want to like be in Los Angeles? And I was like, no, no, I just want to be famous in Minneapolis, like in my realm. I don't want to move. I don't need to go to the East or West Coast. I don't need to be like that kind of famous. I just regional. Yeah. And in this town, I want to have influence. I want to live here. I want to have influence. And I want to feel famous here, which is a small kind of famous. But when I explained it, I felt like such a loser. Why? I was, because I felt like who says they want to be famous in their own town? Every like, person that ever became famous. You can't like, I, I guess you yeah. can't proclaim it, you know, and not get it. it. He was like, well, what does fame mean to you? Is it like, and it, it, what he thought it meant, which is like, I wanted people to recognize me when I walked down the street was not at all what it meant. Okay. But I have been with you when people recognize you walking down the street. True, <laughs> But what it meant for me, which was really an important thing to wrap my brain around was it meant influence. I wanted to influence people and I wanted to share unique insights or thoughts that I had about products or people. 
and be like, hey, did you know that this person that makes this honey is amazing and here's how they do it and it's such a cool story and I'm exactly doing what I want now and I'm having influence in the sphere that I want. And it's not famous in like, you know, I'm not walking down the street and I'm a TV anchor, but it's famous in that when I tell you about something that I discovered, you know right away, like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. Like, I should check this out if I'm interested in what she's saying. You're a credible resource and you have an audience that responds to you. And I think that's the other piece with Giselle, too. So I saw lots of parallels between the the two of you. And it was interesting when she talked about when I finally started just being me. The authenticity. Yes. And we, Giselle and I, were just at a conference together a couple weeks ago, and and there was a speaker there who just says, you cannot fake authenticity. Mm-mm. And so when she was just sharing her own personal stories and when she was being her, that's when the followers came out. That's when she really started having influence. And that's one of the things that I've always admired about you. You have always just been Stephanie. You are Good, willing, bad, or otherwise. You are willing to share your story. You are willing to put yourself out there. So again, that, that speaks to a testament. You're both doing the things that you absolutely want to be doing. And you do it by being real. If there's somebody that wants to get more authenticity, like how would you coach that? Because I think people get in their own way. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think one of the reasons that I'm a coach is that, you know, I've spent lots of years getting in my own way. And I am the self-help queen, as you know, like I have entire libraries of self-help books and I continue to to learn and to get better. And so um, I would say that there's there are lots of resources and you connect with the piece that speaks to you um so part of getting authentic is getting out of your way and really you know having somebody like a third party like a coach um who can hold the mirror up and just say you know how's that serving you and mm-hmm. what are the stories you're telling yourselves, yourself and what's true and what's not and breaking free from some of that and getting some exposure to new ways of thinking and doing I loved how she mentioned the financial piece of it, because I think we hide in that when when there's a risk that we want to take. It's like, oh, I don't have the money for that. Or, oh, I can't risk my job. I can't risk, oh. you know, any of the various ways that um, financial because it's real. It comes into play, right? She did not let that be a barrier at all. No. And she got other jobs and she worked side gigs and side hustles. And, you know, also, I think timing. Like if you're sometimes in a relationship, maybe it's your yang to the person's yang or it's your turn or their turn, but being practical, maybe it's saving money to give yourself that space. Like for you, you saved up because you knew you were going to quit your job and go to Paris for a year. And so right. you financially plan for that. I, I know that finances are real, but I've hidden in them too, where I'm just oh, yeah. like, oh, I can't do that. I wouldn't make enough money or it doesn't make any money. So many opportunities I didn't take because I didn't get paid. Yeah, it's just recognize that all of those statements, we, we all have to recognize that in ourselves. They're just excuses because there is a solution to anything. I mean, Marie Forleo has the book, Everything is mm-hmm. Figureoutable, right? You know, so um, it, it really is. I think there's a key that you mentioned earlier is like, it's okay if you say that it's finances for the reason that you're not doing it. Get real with yourself, though, because maybe part of it is that it's not your dream anymore or you're not willing to do the things that you've discovered it will take to, to get to where you want to go or you want it to look like half of half of that dream, right? You know, and all of that's totally fine. That's what everybody needs to hear is like, it's okay because nobody really knows your dreams like you do. And so... 
people aren't recognizing that you've shifted it up. You've changed it. She mentioned that too, that they evolve and change. Mm -hmm. And the only person you have to answer to in the evolution of a dream is yourself. Yes. And maybe your mother and father. Yes. (laughs) And maybe your spouse or whoever is in your intimate life. Right. I I thought that was interesting because that was the first time in talking to somebody about the, the risk that, um, for her some of the riskiest things are actually having her parents hear what she's saying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she's not like risque or anything right she's just being real yeah that's really interesting so if people are interested in taking a risk or taking a leap in their personal life or they want some help professionally as to how to get there how can they connect with you? They can connect at michaelwkithcart.com. And you can also check out our Champions of Risk podcast. And I'd like to encourage people to follow you on social media. So you can uh, follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and Instagram. Michael W. Kithcart. Yes.